Hello there, welcome to Movies Are Real for December 2018. We are talking to you from the future. It is I, Future Man, George Cruz. I am here with another Future Man, Man of the Future, Ryan Lance. Vaping. That is the future in 2019. We are all All vaping. That is the future. (laughs) Carrie, future lady, what's up? You can't see it, but I'm blowing a fat vape cloud right now. This is all. You know what's really interesting about movie set in the future? No one ever vapes. Everyone (laughs) smokes. Is that interesting? Everyone smokes, but no one vapes. (laughs) It's very interesting because as we are in the future now, and we now can speak on the future, it is strange. We're Um, living in the Blade Runner. To be fair, I think if you ask me in 2016, I would either say. Either nobody's gonna be vaping in the future, or we're all gonna be vaping Everyone. in the future. So, <laughs> and I think we know what timeline we're living in right now. <laughs> uh, this is movies are real, a monthly movie podcast where we gather, discuss the movies of the month prior, when we're looking forward to the next month. This is the episode for the last month in 2018, December. Holy fucking shit! There is a lot of movies on this list, y'all. Um, it was a lot. It was there's well, it's like sort of the end of the year. It's also sort of Oscar season. So we have a few stuff. Uh, I guess there's only uh, I can see two, two, three movies that would fall on that. But the rest I would don't. I certainly wouldn't say the Bird Box. Maybe Aquaman. Maybe I, Aquaman. I think we all know Aquaman's kind of <laughs> sweet, George. But let's not get into that just yet. Yeah, we got a lot of stuff to talk about. Uh, oh, I guess it's also we should probably mention since it's the end of the year, we are in the process of getting uh, our best of 2018 episode content ready. Um, it's gonna be brutal. I don't think it is actually this one. Uh, I think the top three. Oh man, let me tell you what. If any of you put hereditary this top three, (laughs) we're never leaving this room. (laughs) We're never leaving this room. All right, folks. Anyways, Spider Man into the Spider Verse. That was a good fucking movie. Yeah. Uh, I don't really know what to say about it because I feel like since the first trailer, I was like, "Woo, that movie looks fucking incredible." (laughs) But will it be incredible, we all thought? Was it all just the visual direction behind the studio that brought us the Emoji movie? That brought us Surf's Up... Hotel Transylvania. They brought us Surf's Up 2 with... WrestleMania? Uh, WrestleMania, yeah. Oh. Vince McMahon, uh, Sea Otter. That was pretty good. <laughs> uh, Paige as a young puff and penguin. Paige, the young puff and penguin, has a movie coming out in 2019. Or a movie about her. I don't know what you were talking about. That's that one movie by, directed by the office guy. Uh... Anyways, whatever. We'll get to it. We will get to was it. Was that the year. one you sent me that was just like... Yeah, like, the one that we are all watching. Wrestling, but my brother, my sister's better wrestling. Oh, but I love okay. wrestling. The one by Stephen Merchant. I was mm-hmm. thinking John Krasinski. I was like, what? Man. John Krasinski's the wrestler. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. So this was the uh, Phil Lord and what's the other guy's Chris name? Chris Miller. Chris Miller. I always thought that's wrong, but yes. Uh, this is written by them. It is uh, made by Sony Animation. Uh, as we mentioned, fine creators of animated films. Uh, this is a Spider-Man movie with multiple Spider-Man, but it is focused on Miles Morales. It looks absolutely stunning. I think what they do with the character of Miles is so, so warm and real and just so goddamn nice that they told, especially coming off of... So I'm just getting into it. Yeah, Especially coming it. off of the Spider-Man video game and how that was a very like normal Spider-Man story. Mm-hmm. Um, a Spider-Man story where Spider-Man is assisting the cops to monitor the entire city of New York. And when he, a, a prison break happens, he just starts murdering prisoners. Who knows if they were innocent or not, but whatever, they're just dead. Um, and Miles Morales' dad dies in that game, too. Um, and I just enjoyed how this Spider-Man was very different. Uh, and I thought... 
the way because he's from Brooklyn, mm-hmm. um, and I thought the way they shown that he's from Gr- Brooklyn, that you know his father's black, his mother is Latina, mm-hmm. uh, it was very really nice, and I thought it looks fucking stunning as all hell. Um, especially like the style really like takes you like immediately. Yes, like like at the very start where it like does like the kind of like interdimensional like wham wham. Yeah, like, for the Whoa. for the and companies that, involved. Yeah, I thought it was a little too hard flexing. It was personally. a little, it, it was, was a like... big flex at first, but then like when it got going, you're like, oh, this is smooth looking. Oh my god. Yeah, and the fucking like dotted lines over everything. Mm-hmm. Oh, so and the Into the Spider Verse facting like there's a different art style for every character, every other Spider Man mm-hmm. uh, that comes in. Because uh, fucking Kingpin is doing some dumb nonsense that he's the Kingpin. Um, yeah, I really like this movie. Ryan, how did you feel about this movie? I abs- as the, as the Spider Man guy. Yeah, uh, it's been a rough time to be it, a Spider Man guy. Rough- <laughs> well, like a lot of people would disagree. A lot of people would say like Spider Man Homecoming, a movie that I think is fine. Bad. Okay, I will I go. Would, I will go with you if you I, want to go I there. Will, I, will I will say it. I would say it's a bad. Sp- like spider-man story like right, on the, and the terms of like what that character like is is meant to be with like the history of comics and like yeah and, like his, his hot his aunt drive. may the hot at may is fine it's just like in that movie i'll say what that movie is spider-man's motivation to be spider-man is because he wants to be an avenger he doesn't seem like he cares about helping people because all he does is like, hey, Happy, it's me, Mr. Spider-Man. I'm here and I'm telling you, I, I saw this convenience store and the crimes are gone now. Like that. Like he doesn't seem like he truly cares about helping people. He just like has this hero fantasy within himself to like go to space and like be a hero. And he does that. Yeah. And I feel like where he should go forward is like, actually, this sucks. Which I is interesting, because in some ways, the video game did a better job, because that's Spider-Man, because both Spider-Man are like, they've been Spider-Man for a minute. Yeah. But in the in the game, is like, oh no, this Spider-Man's all about the people and yeah. the shit. Uh, and that one, yeah, I guess you, you are right, it's very much like, I gotta be cool Tony Stark, man. Yeah, exactly, and like, that bothers me, but like, with this one, like, you have, P- you have Peter Parker, like, he's done this for a while, but like, Miles is such a like, he doesn't, he, he, idolizes spider-man in the way that like everyone in like the new york area would at that sure, point yeah, where yeah, it's yeah, like right. yeah spider-man he's awesome like he but he doesn't like romanticize like who he is which i feel like a lot of people interpret his character as like this spider-man's greatest number one fan kind of thing right and that's where they take the miss marvel stuff and that works very well in the concepts of that but like she's a very different character than mm-hmm. um, miles is he's just like this kid he has his own like unique view of the world that's very much rooted in like his upbringing and like the world around him, which is very different to the 1960s yeah. world that the original Peter Parker was. He's just this perfect like version of like this new everyday teen and like what they go through mm. as opposed to like because <clears throat> like even like Spider-Man like the 2002 one was a very like this is not really what high school kids are like. No, this is like what we think high school kids are like. But Miles is like what a kid is yes, like, very which is like what too. makes him like so like relatable. And like I'm not like I don't get like his world. I'm not all about my Jays. You don't know. Has. You don't know that that was a chance to wrap a poster. I did night? not know. <laughs> I, I don't know what a post Malone is. Is it what? a cereal? <laughs> it uh-huh. sounds fine. Uh-huh. But like you don't know Sway but, Lee. But like the way they treat like his world and like his interests, like 
it it, it works in a way like it's you, so you, fucking you, well done. You really feel this so this like alive character. That scene where he goes down the man that fucking is so good. It's it's great. So and and like the overarching idea towards the end were like he's Spider Man in his world, but like like everyone can be a hero, which kind of like craps in the face of what I'm saying about Homecoming, which is like he's Spider Man and because he wants to be an Avenger, but like. He's Spider-Man, you can be Spider-Man, we're all Spider-Man in a way. Like, mm-hmm. we all have this, like, hero in us, this, like, desire to, like, help Hashtag people. Any, everyone can everyone wear the can mask. Everyone can wear the mask. Yeah. It's so sweet and wonderful, and then it gets to, like, the buck wild stuff with Nicolas Cage. Yeah. And Spider-Mech and Spider-Ham and Spider-Gwen. Ugh. So good. Yeah. I think it's, uh, it's like, the perfect, like, kind of origin story, I feel. I do enjoy how we are at the point where we can treat, like, the base Spider-Man, like, the story. Like, everyone knows fucking Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. So, like, the fact that we just have, like, this normal Spider-Man, like, they don't really delve into them. It's like, you all know Spider-Man. This is, he's pretty much, like, the Superman standing in this world. Because, like, this is the basic superhero. It is base Spider-Man. He doesn't have any fancy glowy shit. He doesn't have to, like, he's just but we Spider-Man. Don't, but we don't really see a lot of, especially, like, the mainstream media of, like, a Spider-Man who's done this for a long time. Right. Like, we all, like, in the comics, like, we see that. But, like, he's this CEO businessman who owns his own, like, Parker Industries. Yeah. Which is like, okay, that's kind of losing it a bit. But like, this is like, if Tobey Maguire stayed Spider-Man into his 40s and like, he's like, oh, this is the worst, but I had to do it because I'm Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. And like, it's interesting to see like, what that lifestyle could do to a person. I mean, literally, they allude that this is the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man. Basically, yeah. Because of the, well, unless, unless they were just trying to do the bits just for the bits. Because I think the, they, I think for the most part they're doing the bits for the bits because the bits. there are like, I mean, I feel like they would just bait Tobey Maguire yeah. Spider Man at that point. Like they can't. I think people would have really thought that was cool mm-hmm. if this was a like a somewhat sequel to those movies because those movies are beloved by a lot of people. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say I'm one of those people. But. Yeah, Carrie, how'd you feel about this movie? You're not usually big on superhero stories. No, uh, I enjoyed it because I think it made it. It made it interesting and fun in a way that a lot of superhero movies don't do for me. Because a lot of superhero movies are like, here's the superhero. Isn't he cool? Look at him do the big punch. And I'm like, I don't really care. (laughs) (laughs) But I don't know. I thought it was just interesting. And as someone who isn't familiar with Spider-Man really at all, outside of what little of the movies I've seen... It didn't feel like overwhelming to have all these different Spider-Man uh, okay. stories going, and I knew what was happening, and it was cool and innovative, and it was just an overall excellent film. Yeah, really, just need those that five-second pitch they take for each fucking Spider-Man. Like, mm-hmm. okay, this is noir Spider-Man. This is blah blah. blah. Um, I really like. There's like two noir Spider-Man though, because that that one's like. Because there's one that like just looks like a tech, like a like a stealthy Spider-Man, but he looks like he came from the early 2000s. But he doesn't have the cat. The that's cape just, that's the... like that's there is a stealth suit for Spider-Man that that is like that idea. Okay. I like one of my favorite like moments in this movie is like when he meets Peter Parker. He does like the gag of like you're from like an alternate dimension where like things are weird. He's like, yeah, that's exactly what's going on. Then like it's like okay, we get we get what's going on mm-hmm. in like a funny like way that like a kid would like go through which is like i don't know because it is a comp is an overly complicated like concept that like i know a lot of other like movies and mediums have like tried to do before 
where it's like, ah, oh, this is just nonsense. But this does it in a way that's like simple and like mm-hmm. it gets to the point and they can just get to the fun stuff right away. Yeah, uh, I think just because we have so much to say in the spirit of like just moving on, I for me, the movie, um, it reminded me like why people tell superhero stories. Because mm-hmm. also because like the movie itself feels like sort of like a, a passion project, not only just because it feels like I don't understand how you convinced Sony to fucking give you this budget to make this technology, to go hire all these fucking, like, contract artists, like, from, like, you did this one cool thing, please come work with us, we're trying to do this fucking weird-ass Spider-Man movie. Um, and so, like, the character's arc feels, like, close to reality, like, of these, like, underdog motherfuckers, mm-hmm. like, doing this cool thing. Um, and also, like, just, like, the the Miles Morales character, like, it's so much different than basic white bread Peter Parker. Um, yeah, I, I really, really loved Into Spiders. I knew I was going to lo- love it, but it's, I was just so impressed. It's a movie where, like... I'm impressed that these motherfuckers keep hitting out of the park in terms of, like, script oh, writing. Yeah. Like, 21 Jump Street was pretty good, but I didn't expect them to do this, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> pretty good. It, it's a movie where, like, I thought, I knew I'd like it just because I'm a big Spider-Man guy. And it you had are a big a, Spider-Man it had a good, It had a good direction, but, like, I was surprised, like, how much. I was like, this is amazing. <laughs> I like also, it was cool that they added the video game suit on there. That was in the background. They did, yeah. yeah. That was fun. Anyways, hard to pivot. Uh, Spider-Man's a good movie. But you know what else is a good movie? That I, didn't, I actually did not expect to like this movie. Uh, I just watched it because I knew Same we were, we were going to talk about it. Uh, but I would say it's pretty fucking good. Is the favorite. Uh, can you pronounce this director's name? Yorgos uh, Lanthimos. Yorgos Lanthimos. The man behind great Films that everyone universally loves, like The Lobster and The Killing of a Sacred Deer. Those oh, are both phenomenal. I don't know. They're very divisive. I think films, we're speaking. I, I at least for George Cruz, I th- could speak only for myself if I were to say that. But yeah, um, I did not know he directed. Like it, I just he didn't write it, which is the uh, big difference. Well, no, like even like he's definitely got a, like a visual style. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. and I couldn't get it from that, but that was just me. Uh, it felt, cause there's a lot of like shots from far away, a lot of like long shots. Um, but anyways, getting to the point, the favorite, uh, Carrie, do you want to set this up? Yeah. Uh, it's about this queen in an England area. Yeah. I don't, so remember. Say, like, I don't, know I don't time remember who we're at exactly, it's but like 17th century. Yeah. Thing. She, the queen has... She's kind of an incompetent queen, sort of a figurehead type of thing, and she has this, uh, I don't know she's what She's a figurehead who's also gone through a lot of shit. Yeah, she's, she's had a lot of loss and a lot of grief, and she is in charge at the end of the day, but she has all of the people around her pretty much in her ear making the decisions for her, and one of those people is Rachel Weiss, who is the wife of like the, one of the army men yes uh-huh. and uh they have a relationship and then uh rachel weiss's cousin i believe yeah. distant yeah, cousin distant. uh shows up and that's emma stone and she wants employment and the movie devolves from there into uh jealousy and Com- combativeness between mm-hmm. these two women trying to gain the favor yeah. of the queen. And because Emma Stone's character, like, she used to be someone in terms of, like, yes. she used to live a, a good she life. She's fallen from she's grace. She's fallen from grace, as she says. So she's trying to, like, 
claw her back up. Mm-hmm. Which honestly, I can respect. Yeah. I respect what she was doing. Um, by any means necessary. By any means necessary. She just wants to get back. Get get back to a comfortable place. Uh, yeah. So it's 1708. They're at war. Britain is at war with the French. Um, I was there a specific reason why Rachel Weisz's character was so because she is for like let's just fuck the French up. Yeah. I don't give a fuck. Was there a reason? Did they mention why? I, I don't think so. I assume there's. She just some, really likes her country. It was like she's maybe really proud of I assume that. there's some sort of real life history thing that they're they, riffing on. It, it, it all is all like based in like reality. I'm, yeah, I'm like, not. I'm not smart yeah. enough to know. I don't know history. <laughs> right, because it's got Nicholas. Is Nicholas Holt mm-hmm. uh, is also in the film, and he sort of play. He's also one of the top like sort of like folks who, like as an advisor or mm-hmm. some sort of like strategist who's like in like making decisions about this war it seems like yeah. he's funding it also partly or like he's representing yeah, folks he's like an uppity kind of like high 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 funds high ranking type of right gentleman and his, he wants to make up his yeah and he wants to not like uh yeah. go all the way he might like, must have like sort of find like some sort of middle ground and just end this because it's costing too much money yeah. and i think it's he's gonna think it's gonna, it's gonna end really bad mm-hmm. um so it's and just basically all the people in this court trying to sway the queen yeah. to fit their agenda yeah definitely uh but at the key at the heart is rich wise's character and emma stone um so yeah i don't carry how did you feel about it i i didn't know what i was expecting i think i was expecting something more serious mm-hmm. and that's not necessarily what no, this is yeah i find all of yorgos's films to be very funny like all of them have a running dark wit through them and i don't this isn't my unfortunately titled but this isn't my favorite film of his um, but i think it's his most accessible i would like, say like, for sure. <laughs> like his other movies are he gets i love it but uh he gets really bogged down in weird 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 yeah. isn't this weird and it, it is and it's great and I, I wish it. i wish i was more into it because yeah but but, yeah. but uh i i do get his because, like Ryan said, I don't think he didn't write this one, so I don't get his voice coming through as much. But I can still tell that it's a Yorgos movie just from the wackiness and the the scene where you, they're the throwing absurdity. You can tell in like certain like lines as well as yeah. like the the framing of shots mm-hmm. and stuff. They can be like, hey, it would be really weird if you said this. You should say it. <laughs> yeah, the scene exactly. where they're throwing all that food at that one guy was very much uh, that oh, guy's yeah. style. That was mm-hmm. the yeah. oh, that scene. Thinking, so guys, great. why have we not talked about the duck racing? <laughs> oh yes, that is the greatest scene. Oh, we have put that on the list of best scene of 2018. The duck, yeah, that duck is pretty, pretty stylish and pretty, oh, uh, pretty good. Pretty good. That's a good, good duck. duck. Um, but yeah, I think. Um, who plays the queen here? Olivia, Olivia Coleman. Yep. I think, uh, for me, I think Rachel Weiss is definitely like uh, the stand-up performance here, but I think they all complement each other very yeah, well. And a, I don't think it's it, a very good ensemble. Yeah, I don't think it works. Like, I think Emma Stone's good in it, but I don't think like she's. It, it's a very it's good ensemble. Her, yeah. It's not her. She's vehicle. not the driving force. Yeah, she's yeah. not the driving force. Um, yeah, I think it's funny. I think it's paced well, at least for me, because I, mm-hmm. I couldn't get into um, the lobster. Um, but that was just me. I haven't seen Killing of a Sacred Deer. Um, has he put out a movie once a year at this It seems rate? like it, yeah. That's his main plan, I think. Um, <laughs> I've made yeah. this joke before, but it's just he doesn't need sleep on his planet. Mm. No, he does not. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I just thought it was 
really sharp, really well performed. I think that certainly the ending is very much of this guy because I was like, I don't know what just happened. I don't know what just happened. Oh, I love it. Um, Uh, This movie falls into the genre of trashy period piece and i just i love that i say yeah because it's like it's it gives me similar vibes as phantom thread for me this year where it's just this super serious super staged extremely well masterfully done movie with great set pieces amazing costumes and wonderful shot composition but then all the dialogue and all the things that they do are just out of a reality show or a yeah. soap opera, and it's amazing. I love it. Yeah. Oh, it, it, it's uh, <clears throat> we, we didn't mention that uh, Rachel Weisz and Emma Stone are sleeping with Olivia Coleman's yeah. character. Well, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. Well. Um. Be. So it's also a very horny movie. Yes. Um. Yeah. Uh, Ryan, how'd you feel about the favorite? I liked it a lot. Um. With Yogos Lathamos, I always like his movies at the start. Yo play Lanth the boys. At, 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 <laughs> At all the boys in the yard, man. Um, I always liked like the beginning of his movies, and like as it delves into like the weirder stuff, I'm like, all right, I am lost. <laughs> it's the same thing I get every that time. That was the I... ending for me, but yeah. It's the same thing that happens every time I try to rewatch Rocky Horror. Where I was like, all right, I get it now, and then at the end, I'm like, okay, I've lost it now. And Karen, that movie's pretty literal. Yeah, like, they're literally from easy, a planet. Right? No, Example, like, like, I know that point's kind of like you know. No, I'm lost now. I, I don't get. I don't get why this is. What are you trying sense. to say here, you aliens? Excuse me. But like, I I don't know. Maybe because this was toned down was why I liked it a lot more. It was also weird and a in less of because movies are always horny, but like this yeah. is horny in a different way. It's not trying to be like overly sexual. It's just if I feel like it's more like this is what's happening. You know what I mean? It doesn't like sit on stuff to be like, I ain't this feel weird. like this is his most humans are behaving as humans movie. Yeah. Like instead they're still of, not of, they're not they're that's not a good way to put fully it. humans. That's a good way to put but, it. but <laughs> they're on they're on the bad path to <laughs> There's nothing supernatural and weird yeah, happening yeah. in this movie like there are in his other film. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Colin Colin Firth is not in this film. Which is wait who not Colin Firth who Colin Farrell Farrell yeah 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 because he, oh, okay. he was in okay you're Lobster. thinking of oh, you're thinking of oh uh, yeah yeah because he was in he was doing Widows at the yeah. time when they were doing this oh, was he supposed to be in it no I don't think so okay. but I just it's read weird an of him not being in one of his movies yeah. though I feel like he would have he had does pride Yorgos weird. does have that troop he brought back because Olivia Coleman was in the Lobster she was the oh. the she was the facilitator at the she was the lady at the facility that they were at oh. and the rachel, most players rachel rice rachel weiss was in that movie as well so yeah that's the favorite it's very good it'll definitely that's be amazing. discussed during our end of the year conversations um the next movie on this list is roma which is a netflix joint but also a theatrical release joint mm-hmm. um directed by alfonso Cuarón, who a lot of people say like fucking uh what was that movie not not it uh, the other Children one Children of Men, which people are crazy about the movie. Oh, I don't, he did that. Yeah, yeah, that so, movie's yeah. all right. Yeah, I, I, don't, I, don't, <laughs> cool. I don't get it, but uh, I haven't seen any of his it's, other it's, film. I feel like in the short span that Children of Men has been out, a lot of other movies have like riffed on it, mm-hmm. and it feels like when you're watching like, oh, this is the movie that like invented this and set the precedent for this. I was like, that's probably why I don't like it. That it's much. like, oh, I get what they're doing, but oh, also it. it's like been done to death now. Um, 
so I have I legit have no idea what Roma's about other than it's completely in Spanish. Because mm-hmm. uh, I started watching, I was like, oh, I don't need these subtitles done. It's, I'm about, a loser. it's, it's about mm-hmm. the life of like this maid for this family in Mexico in like the seventies yeah, or eighties. It's in the seventies, I believe, okay. and they're in Mexico City, and it's uh, a partially autobiographical from Alfonso Quiron's childhood. I believe is what he said about it. And like, he just puts in some, because he, there was the main characters, this live in maid named Cleo. And uh, a lot of the events in the film are inspired by a, a real person that he knew. And it's just her kind of day-to-day life with this uh, upper middle-class family and what she gets up to on her free time. And then some things happen and it's it's there's like political unrest in the film in and I don't I don't know what about but again ignorant of history but uh they there's just them it's her with this family as the family goes through trials and tribulations and she also goes through trials and tribulations and it's them uh growing closer to each other and the family realizing how vital Cleo is to them and her realizing how vital they are to her sort of thing. 1970-71. And so I'm trying to figure out what would happen that is... Um, yeah, so that sounds very interesting. I think for me, the reason I haven't seen this movie yet and I want to see it, it's just because I feel like I could understand the struggle of this character. Like, I could relate to it on a level of like, ah, I, I can... I know people, like... Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, I don't, it real. just bums yeah. me the fuck out. Yeah. And I was just like, ah. But it yeah. looks it looks really good. Mm-hmm. It looks really, it's really good. A, and it's also just beautiful. Like, every shot in this movie is amazing. And it's there's a lot of long takes. And the opening scene, like, the opening credits is a shot of a floor. And then, like, sudsy water comes in because she's uh, mopping their, like, carport. They mm-hmm. have this garage thing that's outside their house. And she's mopping the floor, but the sudsy water comes in, and then as it becomes clear, it sh- reveals the reflection of this like skylight thing, and then an airplane flies through it. It's like it's just so beautiful. It's like, mm. like oh, it's so good. Yeah, uh, Ryan, have you seen this? Uh, I have not. No, it it's one of those things that like feels too sad and real, where it's like I don't know. It almost feels like one of the like Oscar baity kind of things. Like I know, th- I know, like from everything. Like, I think when you mean by like, Oscar bait, you mean like it seems like the type of movie to be. You're not being dismissive of it. You're being yeah. like it feels like the type that that crew of people would choose. Yes. To now make yes, one Oscar. yes, 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 yes. Yeah. And though movies like that, just like I don't know, the vibe of them just kind of like, uh, like even though like everything I've heard and like seen of this movie, like from like trailers or like other people's like reviews, have been like, no, this is like genuine, like great. I'm like, okay, yeah. cool. Then it's just really sad and like mm-hmm. poetic. I don't know. I, I have to be in the mood for something like yeah. that. Because like I like movies like that, but I don't know. For me, it's like if I can ju- jump it into any time, it has to like have like a weird edge to it. If that makes sense. If it's yeah. something like strict and like real and like just this is very then real. It, then there's nothing. Like, there's then nothing. It's like I gotta. Or weird in this I gotta. Movie. I gotta like be in like. How long a is it by the way? Mood. Around two hours, okay. maybe more. I don't remember. It didn't feel long when I was watching it. Okay. Well, I so guess we I don't have much to say, it. but I I will probably wind up watching it for the sake of our discussions. 
Um, the Party's Just Beginning is the next movie oh on this boy. list. Karen Gillan made her own movie. I know she, she made some short stuff, but is this her first feature length This is film? her first directed, uh, written, and acted film. Okay. She wrote her first movie and directed it, and it came out this year. Ryan, give me the pitch for this. So, The Party's Just Beginning, um, a woman, Karen Gillan, I can't remember, what was her name? It Oh God! Uh, her, it, was, it was it was a Milgen. normal name that was spelled extremely yes. weird. It was yes. like Lindsay, but with like six G's. <laughs> that it had like six G's. And, so I'll just say Karen Gillan because it definitely feels like it comes from like a real Hold place on. from her. Uh, she's this woman living in Scotland. Uh, this kind of like party girl who's like mourning like the loss of like her like close friend. Mm-hmm. Who, uh, I'm looking at the name and I don't know. <laughs> that's like Lisa or something, but it like Carrie. It's fine. <laughs> Holy shit! Whoa. So she's this girl who's been mourning the loss of her best friend who committed suicide quite quite some time ago, and she's dealing with in this way of like she just goes out and parties, gets hammered. Um, has sex with a random guy, like, in the street, which is very specific. She doesn't, like, ever, like, hook up with guys at these parties. She's walking home. They hook up in, like, a, she runs into a guy. She, they hook up in an alleyway. She goes and gets some fries. She walks past the bridge where she saw her best friend kill, her, kill himself. And she goes home. I mean, the, the description of this movie, and this sounds dark. It is very dark, but it... It's a very, like, real kind of thing. Like, you really, like, feel, like, this, like, loss of, like, identity when, like, you lose someone who's close to you. Uh, You feel this, like, this, like, 20-something feeling of, like, I don't know what to do with my life right now. She works at this, um, she works at the cheese counter. (laughs) The cheese counter at a grocery store. And she keeps, like, arguing with people, like, do you have this specific kind of cheese? No, we don't have it! What's wrong with you? (laughs) I can't remember what kind of thing, like, it really balances like the like like the darkness of like what's going on inside of her with like this weird absurd like random outburst of comedy <laughs> of just like her arguing like with like her parents and it's like ah oh, it's just and ah oh, it's so like good and like I went into this thing like because Karen Gillan like I'm I'm just gonna say it, like I love <laughs> Here we her go. I love her a lot. Um, She's best known as Nebula in Avengers, uh, but uh, or she's the lady from Doctor Who. Yeah, I was gonna say. I or Doctor Who. Doctor Who. I've never seen one episode of Doctor Who gives a crap. I don't care. <laughs> got him. I fucking got him. She's great in uh, the Mirror movie, Oculus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's really stellar in that. She's, I don't know. What about Jumanji, Ryan? She is great in Jumanji for very. Um, Shout out to her and getting those big paychecks. For those she movies. is getting these big paychecks, yeah. Um, and it's cool just, like, her, like, making this, like, passion huh. thing for herself that, like, I don't know. It's a movie where, like, you really feel, like, her direction and, like, I don't know. It's hard to describe, like, it's the got way. Lee Pace in it, apparently. It does. That That's is, the reason I watched yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I reviewed it on Letterboxd and then Carrie, like, Lee Pace, and then immediately watched it. <laughs> It was only a dollar. It was. That's why I watched it. <laughs> but it, it's it's really stellar. My one like gripe with it is like it kind of like feeds into like some LGBT stereotypes from like the perspective of a, a straight cis um, white woman that like I don't know because the stuff that because like those are like feelings that like her best friend has. He's this LGBT person. Um, he's in the closet. In the closet. 
later well, it no or is later it, it's his like boyfriend is his his closet. boyfriend's in the closet and then like it turns into like he's thinking he might be transgender yeah, as he's well questioning his identity and uh she she is supportive but it's also a little iffy i i remember feeling iffy about it i don't it, remember it, exactly it could why, either but... go in like a friendly like i get this but like because, like, their friendship is, like, shitting on each other, yeah. right? Yeah. Much like a, a friendship between, like, a me and Miss Carrie Lyles. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, like... I, I mean... Because he, he sort of... Uh, he reveals to her that he is questioning if he is transgender or not. And she immediately thinks that he is only transitioning because he wants to become a woman for his boyfriend mm. who doesn't want to come out as gay and that i was like that kind is of yikes. iffy i'm yeah. not sure i like that but that might have just been her character not understanding and also like the character outs. can be shitty yeah. yeah she yeah like yeah you can write a shitty character it's just like, it's yeah. just like the but it's the, just weird the, when you wrote and directed and you're starring. yeah, yeah. <laughs> which like that's fine it's like there's just so much of that already it's just weird that like there's just more of it, mm-hmm. you know? Like, that's that's very played out, and people are, like, universal. Like, we don't want any more of this closet, suicide, sad, gay mm-hmm. person stuff. And it's like, well, what if I made another one? <laughs> and, I mean, it feels like a lot of her friend's struggles and what he's going through, because he struggles with drug addiction and uh, his sexuality and his, his father, his father having problems. It feels like a lot of that is sidelined or used as shock value mm-hmm. for, and then looked at through her perspective. And like she, she mm. is dealing with the repercussions and her, and her depression from that event but i don't know it, it, it does make sense in a way like because she's she's remembering this stuff so she's it feels like maybe it's written in a way like oh she's remembering like all this obvious stuff like i could have like intervened mm-hmm. with because like they've been friends since like they were kids yeah right? so she's just dwelling on she's just dwelling stuff. on like the negative stuff that like because she's her character is a this person who like cares more about having fun than like getting real yeah. even though like you know, when you're around that age, like, that's the point where, like, you should start getting real, at least with certain things, especially with a friend who is in this very, like, conflicted predicament. Um, and, like, of course, like, it's it's good to, like, if if you're dealing with, like, any person who's, like, struggling to, like, not, like, not change too much where it's, like, oh, you're just, like, taking sympathy on me. Mm-hmm. Or, like, you're trying too hard and, like, you don't feel genuine right now. Like, you want to, like, maintain, like, hey, I'm still me, but, like, I get it. it mm-hmm. Or at least in a way. I don't know. I feel like that's the intention of it, but it doesn't always come off that way. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. It, it's very good. The direct the direction and, like, the shots are, like, really stellar for, like, someone who's doing this for their very first time. Well, and for a feature-length film. For a feature-length film, too, yeah. yeah. But still, like, I don't know. My main thing is, like this is a good like stone to like the next big thing. Like I'll be like looking forward to okay, it. Sure. Cause like, it's very, it's a very like cool thing has some iffy things. I think wanting to tackle those subjects isn't inherently wrong or like you shouldn't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just feel like, I don't know. But there, it, it almost feels like at times she just took 
a bunch of sensitive topics and just that's threw what, them I in was the going movie to say that, but I didn't want to be like, so dismissive. To, yeah, but I, I, it just feels it def- like that it because it, feel that they way. don't. A, a lot of them are just thrown in as like character traits. Like I'm sure she and, thought through it, but from what you guys yeah. tell me, it sounds like this is my first feature length film. I got some shit. I want to say, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, that's the party's just beginning. We have so much stuff here that I'm gonna run down what we've talked about so far. We started with Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. That was the movie when we talked about Spider-Man. Um, <laughs> the favorite, uh, Roma, and the party's just beginning. Next up is Border. Or Ooh. there's another name for this movie, uh, right? Goo-goo-goo-goo-gaga. Gons or something? Yeah. It's a, a Swedish, Swedish film. Swedish word. Uh, from same the director, oh... I thought there was someone that uh, the writer uh, the writer is the person who wrote the novel of Let the Right One In. Yeah, that's right. One thought. of my favorite films mm-hmm. ever made. So I don't know why Grons. I didn't see this. Grand. So yeah, this one's gonna be this one. Th- I feel like this is the most like deep indie we've gotten. I feel in this show because it's hard to fucking find this movie. Um, so hitch it to us, Carrie. Uh, I won. I won. I'm, won. I'm the film. I'm, Give me my underground metal. Uh. So it's about this woman who works at like it's it's like a customs station for uh, this boatyard, I guess. So it's all these people coming into this con- into this country via boat, and she's the equivalent of a TSA agent, but mm. whatever the word for that who works at a boat place would be, and she has this ability to smell and sense human emotions, so she can like smell if someone is like uneasy or nervous and that makes her super good at her job job. so she can intercept people and be like you've got alcohol in there or you have child porn on your phone and so she is super good at that and then one day and she has a a a somewhat different looking face she's got like a, a kind of blockier face and she looks a little different than everyone else and then one day uh another person who looks like her comes through the TSA line and she can't sense them correctly. Like she pulls them in, pulls them aside. And, uh, usually her assistant will do the search down and they'll find something, but this person didn't have anything. And so then they have a connection and she brings, brings him back and has him rent this house that's outside of her house. And they just, grow closer and then you find out some very strange things this movie gets very weird because there's this whole there's this other crime ring drama that's happening and then there's there's kidnapping and there's fantasy elements it's amazing yeah we have a lot of movies on this list that folks may not be familiar with so i think we'll hyperlink a trailer to this one for the show notes um because it, it is like you said it's sort of a yeah. it's like hard to like it's seeing the trailer of, i can visualize it but it may be hard for like folks yeah it's a wholly unique movie and i have nothing to compare it to um it looks that's it, it looks like a it looks like a lot yeah it's from, it's very it's warm and genuine at parts but it's also extremely strange and grotesque at other parts and that's just kind of my jam so i i was bound to like this because it's just it's just weird as fuck and it's about weirdos in the woods and they're just 
doing their weirdo stuff. The and trailer really did remind me a lot of what the right one, and you can really tell it's the same writer. Yeah. Uh, you still haven't seen, neither of you have seen the original, which a movie I would highly recommend. Very good. Uh-huh. Even if you're not a fan of the remake, which like, I get why some people don't like that one. It's, 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 it's weird in some other ways, but so. How weird. old is that movie now, by the way? Let the Right One In came out in 2008 in the sequel, Ooh. and the remake came out in 2010. That a decade. Ooh. A decade old. Time yeah. is a thing. Very good movie. Amazon Prime. Watch it now. Can't believe it's been this long since so we talked about, listen to Ryan talk about Let the Right One In. <laughs> oh, man. Oh. Discover that movie. My life turned around. So yeah, I'll, I'll try to remember to put uh, hyperlink trailers for some of these movies because I think, mm-hmm. it, especially for Border here, it is hard to picture like what's going on without watching the trailer. Mm-hmm. Um, Even when you see the trailer, like this, yeah, this is just a window into the, this it's madness. So cool! I just, I really dug it a lot. And there's parts of it where it feels kind of slow and weird, but then there's just high octane scenes of strange and tense and beautiful and i just i really dug it yeah so that's border and again that one i think it, i wasn't able to track it down in a way to watch it that's not because we saw it at a, you saw it in an animal yeah screen, the is, the theater is, that i always go to played it for one day yeah which is how i even know it just because it was a trailer that played before mm-hmm. it yeah i saw something else i can't remember what um but yeah a movie that is not so low-key uh mary poppins returns she's back everybody <laughs> Uh, you thought the global warming was going to stop her, uh, but she's here. Um, so yeah, Rob Marshall, Emily Blunt, Lin-Manuel Miranda. Not Julie Andrews. Not, yeah, what spoilers. The <laughs> uh, so this is not a remake. This is a direct sequel. Yeah, pretty uh, much. To the original Mary Poppins. Um, so I forget the children's names. Uh, uh Jane and Michael. Jane, Jane and Michael are grown up. They're, it's Jane very. And Michael Banks. It's honestly, it's sort of like Christopher Robin. Yeah, that's <laughs> very what I'm saying too. Robin. It's that same angle it's where it's, angle. it's one of those old, movies both came out this year. Yeah. Yeah, that's the yeah. other thing. I was like, uh, uh, Michael Banks is now old and he's just like his dad. He doesn't get it anymore, man. He's <laughs> loved. That's the exact same plot as Christopher Robin. Yeah, you know. Except, except this time his wife is dead. No! For some reason. Yeah, we, we, don't, we don't know. She she died of Disney parent syndrome. Yeah, exactly. And it's tragic. And he's <laughs> an artist. She Not was. anymore, though, because oh. he has to get a banking job oh, to pay for his house. Is this a modern day thing? Where has the wonder and no, whimsy of childhood it's like, gone? It's like 30, 20, 30 years after the original one. So I think it takes place in the 1930s. It said, at the beginning of the movie, it said, during the time of the Great Slump. And I think that means the Great Depression. But I don't that, know. I mean, that's different. The Great it's Slump not American could describe history, a so. lot of things. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> They're still uh, lighting uh, fucking lamps with the fucking... Yeah, that's true. So, which so Carrie, you're a, you're a big Mary Poopins fan. I, I don't know if I like Mary Poppins conceptually, but I haven't seen it since I was a little kid. And so, yeah. like, the pitch... About it. Like, I haven't seen it for a, a long time. Either. But, like, the pitch of, like, yes, I would get Emily Blunt to play Mary Poppins in the year <laughs> of our Lord, 2018. Yeah. That's who I'd get. Um, and it's fine it's good it's yeah. not bad no but it's also especially coming off of christopher robin and just that pitch yeah it's there's not a soft bear in this there movie is no bear and emily blunt is really cool um but she's not a bear she's not a 
Yeah. You can objectively say that. And that's the other thing. Like, Mary Poppins, like, listen, it's a kid's movie. Like, but also, it, it just seems, it's just so black and white. Like, it's got Colin Firth, like, I'm shutting down the puppy uh, puppy mill, and you can't do anything about it. Even no! if you found this one piece of paper in a very dramatic <laughs> and over-the-top scene. Uh, say what? Never happened. What? And then... And it's definitely trying to be that because there's literally like, I am the great-grandfather of Colin Firth, and I've come here. Colin Firth, you've been a very bad boy. (laughs) Mary Poppins, oh, it's been so long. (laughs) And it's a whole thing. I just gave up the whole movie. It's just... It's very very formulaic, but even within the formula, I think it doesn't, like, have... Huge moments of like whimsy, like whoa! Like there's an animation. No. The the part where they did the animation, oh God, the, it looks really great. It looks it fantastic. Was, it was awesome to be sitting in a theater in 2019 watching 2D animation on a big <laughs> screen. I was like, this is great. And it, Thank like you. the line art is really good. It, there's a lot of de- it looks fan fucking tastic, but it just doesn't. It doesn't. It, I don't think it exceeds the level of the bare minimum of they needed to hit no. to make this movie work at all. Yeah. There's no bear. There's no bear. So I mean, there may have been in that one circus How could it hit scene. that bare minimum if there's no bears? <laughs> and I think Emily Blunt does a great job. I think she doesn't... I think she doesn't have the doesn't warmth have of that. a Julie Andrews. No, yeah, she played the character very differently because Julie Andrews... She didn't want to play it exactly like Julie Andrews because sure. no one can. But she went... From what I've heard, she went more for the from the novel like the the book version of Mary Poppins who's a little a little harsher than Julie Andrews Mary Poppins was and I think that's just in the delivery but cuz Ju- Julie Andrews has this kind yeah, of Yeah yeah it's it's hard yeah, yeah totally totally um but yeah and I think I I think Lin-Manuel Miranda's great but man it's just I understand you're making a musical and you're Disney you gotta hire Lin-Manuel Miranda. Everyone <laughs> likes Lin-Manuel Miranda. I like Lin-Manuel Miranda. Uh, he's out there doing it for our people. But it's just his axe, the, the accent he's trying to put on is not much better than Dick Van Dyke, but it doesn't work. <laughs> he does a lot of singing. He does the first song in that movie, oh, and it's like, ooh, <laughs> yo, okay, I guess we're watching this. Uh, I mean, you're doing a good job, Lin-Manuel. You're trying. <laughs> But, uh, man. But, George, in this film, we get to see Mary Poppins rap. That is very true. <laughs> what? It's, it's, not as bad, like... it's not as bad as it sounds. But... She doesn't, tur- she doesn't, she doesn't turn her hat the other way around. Oh, she, hell yeah. She oh, wasn't, like, turning no. her head like, I'm not giving up my shot, folks. <laughs> Uh, there's like there's a, sp- a more spoken word kind of song yeah, where they're more... telling it they're on stage and telling oh, a story and the... yeah <laughs> she goes it, all this I can... is a story no, about yeah, exactly no all I could think of was when we were talking about Beauty and the Beast and you asked if the Beast rapped and I said that would be awesome and then in this movie they started rapping and I was like well they did <laughs> here it. we are so yeah I think we're, and we're not being very critical and that's partially because we got so much to talk about but it's just, it's fine. Like, yeah. it's fine. It made me happy, and I feel like I was I was so invested in this movie that I wasn't going to allow myself to not like it. So, it, it didn't deliver as much of the magic that I got from watching the trailer every day for a week when it first came out. But, I, it's still a decent movie. I think it would have been a lot better if it didn't come out after Christopher Robin. Yeah, that's true. I think it would have done a lot... It, Cause it, it, it really is the exact same. same. Yeah. 
but it's not Winnie the Pooh. Yeah, and it's not as good. Yeah, <laughs> like it's easier to like feel to. It's easier for me to give myself to Winnie the Pooh. Uh-huh. Like, yes, sure, I'll feel all the warm and fuzzies. And like again, Mary Poppins is, is good, but mm-hmm. like it's just too close. Yeah. And yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah, it's 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 fine. It's good. I don't know how it's doing uh, in terms of money wise. Probably doing all right. Yeah. I don't know. It came out in the same week as a lot of stuff. Spider-Man, yeah, Bumblebee. And uh, Aquaman. Aquaman. Oh, which man. is one of the highest yeah, grossing our... films of the year already. Damn. Probably one of the best as well, I think. I best mean, performance. We're, we're, not, we're not there yet, George. Yeah, so, let's, so let's, we're going to get there. we got a few more movies Anyways, to get there. in the spirit of movie on, that was Mary Poppins Returns. It's okay. Hard left here. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Carrie... Uh, Lars von Trier is Lars von Trier presents Mary Poppins Return. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. The house that that Jack built. I remember, Carrie, when you texted me to go to see this, I said, let me know if he's the guy who put those clocks in those walls. (laughs) I thought that was really funny. Did he put those clocks in those walls, Carrie? No. No, it does just suck. It's But it's Lars von Trier. It's Lars von Trier, but I'm slowly, slowly, agonizingly, every time I sit through one of these fucking movies, realizing that I don't think I like Lars von Trier. All right, so I need you to uh, delete your letterbox account right now. (laughs) Uh, I am so sorry, (laughs) film bros who have been flooding my Twitter, telling me that this movie about Lars von Trier... uh, 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 fucking analyzing himself as a serial killer uh-huh. is just fabulous and wonderful. It's, uh, so basically, this movie is about Jack, who is a serial killer. Whoa. And he uh, is retelling the incidents of his career as a serial killer to this unseen character via voiceover. And there's five incidents, so it's sort of like an anthology movie, but it's just five different murders that were important in this serial killer's career of serial killing. And I watched this movie because I heard that there was some fun gore in it, but the only version that was available to rent was not the director's cut, which I hear is what has all the intense gore. So I didn't even get the fun gore. Also, it stars Matt Dillon. Yes. And it's narrated by Matt Dillon, which is a weird... I, I just wasn't expecting to see Matt Dillon's face in the year of our Lord 2018. I'm what su- else has he been in? I'm I can't think of that's that. Why. Kirby, fully loaded. <laughs> uh, I'm surprised that a cut of this movie would be released that's not the director's cut, considering it's Lars. Just considering Lars Montreux. It's the whole bit. Yeah. It's the whole yeah. bit. I, I don't know. Well, I, don't, I don't. I, I really you, don't know why. I think they did the same thing for *Nymphomaniac*. Actually, yeah, that uh, it was. Well, that's the, a movie I get because that that's just a movie about having sex. The director's cut was playing here one day, and I almost went, but then I was like, I just don't want to. I don't want to be around and those then, people. <laughs> yeah, and then it was the theatrical mm. cut was playing for a little while, and I it was out on digital at the same time. So it's I just like a bunch of people. Say, it's like a bunch of people saying like that's Chappie, but like that's Lars Bond Frere right there. That's oh, it. That's man. right there. That's, but, that's that's my version of hell right there. <laughs> that's uh, funny. You should say that <laughs> because, but it's just the the. I just, this movie is just Lars von Trier jerking himself off for two and a half hours. And it's so egregious that I can't tell if it's a joke or not. Like, it's so ridiculous, the things that he says in this movie. Because you know he's talking about himself the entire movie. But then there's the, in between each scene of murder, when he and this other character are talking, they're 
talking about the philosophies of murder and morality and he's also talking about architecture because he wants to build his house and uh he talks about how cathedrals are covered in art but then there's recesses in the ceiling that are dark and that's the art that only god can see and then he compares that to his murders and it's like this is so stupid but it's just so pretentious and dumb that it has to be a joke. Like, it has to be. I want to believe that it's a joke because it's just ridiculous. And there's a part where they're talking about the presence of uh, violence and uh, ex ex extremity and violence in media and how that affects the world at large. And while they're talking about that, there's a montage of clips from other large Von Trier films in this film while he's talking about violence and its effect on <laughs> and I'm just like excuse oh. me <laughs> it's just ridiculous I can't imagine how someone can watch this film and be like oh yeah that was amazing that changed I, I, I'm so sorry but I can't empathize with that at all it's ridiculous well you, Carrie I'm glad we were able that, to would you say that yeah. this is the mother of 2018 most yeah. mother of the year. <laughs> the I award, that, you know, guys, let's give the award early. I this think year. that Lars von Trier and Darren Aronofsky occupy a very similar space in my brain, where it's just like you're a tool. I don't, <laughs> I don't like you. You're a tool, and people tell me I should like. Yeah, you. but like to give this movie credit, some of the sequences were like there was some unintended. I really, I can't tell if it's intentional or unintentional at this point, but some of the stuff, the gore and some of the murders were very funny and I got some comedic value out of that. And I enjoyed that. There's a lot of dark humor running throughout the movie and most of it is good, but most of it is just so pretentious and mm. it's just, and it's again, it's so pretentious that I want to believe that he's just trolling his entire audience because it's so ridiculous. Like there's a part where he's talking about dessert wines and how there's three different processes of making dessert wine where the the grape has to be like frozen in the cold or uh, it stays on the vine too long and it starts growing mold and that makes its sugar content double and it becomes sweeter and better for dessert wine. And then that that's the same thing that happens to the human body after he murders it. It, mm. it becomes higher and elevated. It sounds like because if Werner Herzog sucked. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's. I would not recommend this film unless you enjoy being irritated yeah. or or being irritating as a person. And if you and if you, I guess if folks out there, it should just be noted that if you're not familiar with uh, Lars von Trier, but you might want to do a little bit look up of his works. And I think yeah, and he's done stuff like that before. Yeah, like exactly. He's, he reuses scenes that he's done. Like he reused the opening of Antichrist and restaged it in Nymphomaniac, I believe. I haven't seen Nymphomaniac, but I heard that that happens. And he reuses some of his imagery. So that's kind of his bit, I guess. But I just, I, I have no interest in watching that. Uh, my favorite part in Nymphomaniac was uh, when she was going to get double penetrated by two guys. Uh, and she calls the guys up, and they go up to her hotel room, and then they re they realize I, I don't think they realize that they're gonna have sex with her at the same time. Uh, and they're like, "No, fuck that! I'm gonna feel your dick inside her. I don't want to do that. That's fucking gay. I'm not doing that." And they just have this argument, and she just walks out of the room. That's the best part of that movie. That's pretty good. That's, anyways, uh, so yeah, I guess if you guys want to go down that fucking rabbit hole, find out who that gentleman is. Uh, 
LVT, everyone, film's biggest visionary next to Darian Ravnarsky. Um, <laughs> if you like Lars von Trier, I'm sure you'll love this <laughs> hunk of shit as much as the rest of his hunks of shit. Speaking of hunks of shit. <laughs> George, how dare you? <laughs> The this movie is, is the, that everyone will not shut up this about. This is a psyop by Netflix. That's what I will say. It probably I, is. It's a complete psyop. All right? That's what I got to say right now. So the bird... Bandersnatch. Not Dave. Bird Box. Uh, do not confuse this movie with The Road. Do not confuse this movie with... Uh, Quiet Place. The Quiet Place. It is a uh, bird do box. Confu- do confuse it with an- any other film and watch that other film. <laughs> okay, so again, in the this is not worth our energy, but Bird Box, if you don't know for some gosh darn reason, and I'm so sorry, folks, that we're already, these motherfucking pretentious motherfuckers already dunking on Bird Box. Um, <laughs> post-apocalyptic movie, Sandra, stars Sandra Bullock. Uh, also has Sarah Paulson in a small role, but Sarah Paulson's always worth mentioning in my book. Um... Anyways, it should be in every book. Yeah. And uh. John Malkovich. Yeah, he is in this movie. He plays like a list. super like conservative, prepper, probably racist type character yeah. that you would always have in like, we have a group of people, we have to survive, and he's all like, like those people who's... are black. You shouldn't trust them because they're going to go. He's very I much that character. I, see. <laughs> I don't like my gay neighbors because exactly. they have their architecture and it's made of glass. But I, but we have a gay person here and we're stuck here together in the post-apocalypse. Oh, oh man. no. But in this apocalypse, if you look at the demons, you kill yourself. Oh. This is, oh, and yeah. we're another award category, most happening movie of the year <laughs> yes, goes to the Bird Box. This is a very happening. Oh, so you mean like most hip and most cool? No. No, most, most like the, the happening. happening. <laughs> most the happening movie. Um, we're, just, we're just walking around just dunking this movie. Yeah. So, post-apocalyptic movie that takes, uh, it is told like during when the event happened. and Like five years later and also like it's cutting between like her trip down this river with these two kids and it's cutting between them doing that blindfolded as well as like how this started and her experiences right. like from the very beginning and then And onwards. then at the end the the timeline sync up and yep. you're told what the story is. Um, it really isn't in terms of story if you've seen a post-apocalyptic film like it, fit, it doesn't if you've do seen anything most new. other films. Right, like yeah. Sandra Bullock like the thing happens. They're in the group. John Malkovich is there. Machine Gun Kelly is there. Yeah. Uh, Alita he's so, Battle Angel's there. Alita Battle Angel is there. Um, we can't let her in, but she's pregnant. Oh, we gotta let her in. Um, oh, the guy who was writing the book, he's also been in other things. Has he? What is he? he I, was he the friend? <gasps> get, get out! out. Yes. yes! 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 He played the exact same. So there's character. a character. You know, again, again in the ter- the stereotypical group, there's the guy who's like, "No, I, I know about this man. I, I'm writing. About, I've done the research about it, man. This is what's happening right now. It's on the internet. It's on the internet, guys." <laughs> and then he dies first because he's yep, yep. He's funny and he's black, so yeah, of course we gotta kill him <laughs> Two off. Two strikes. Yeah. Um, again, we're just walking in like it's just so cliche that there's it it's so do- cliche and like. I don't get why people find this so scary. It's because Netflix was like, we're going to make the memes. No, what happens that's scary? The demons don't do anything. You have to see them. Like, Carrie, you're blindfolded and, like, they're around Like, the concept that we may have a reckoning is scary. That's about it. (laughs) That's only the scary thing about it. They blow wind at you, basically, and, like, sometimes they'll be like, 
It's me, I'm your dad, take off the gold. Take off the gold. It's like, I don't know about that. Oh, come on. Oh, pussy. Take a blind. Pussy, yeah. <laughs> you won't do it. But oh, Machine way, Gun Kelly, guy, piece of shit. By the way, the demons would have been so much more effective <laughs> if, if they were like, yo, it's me, Sandra. Sarah Paulson, you know, famous actor. You should take up your blindfold. You, you see, see uh, OJ making it, a murderer is pretty good. Uh, <laughs> it's me, Matt Mickelson's Carrie. <gasps> take up your blindfold. Watch me lick my lips. <laughs> and then you die. And then you kill but yourself. But like the other, like, so that's, that's the, 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 main, the other yeah, main. They kill so themselves. basically, you see your, you see the demons, and then like you have this urge to kill yourself. <laughs> but there's also this other threat, which are people. <laughs> who are mentally ill, if they see the demons, oh, they yeah. become cultists whose main objective is to make other mm. people look at the demons. What the fuck? So basically, How mentally ill does one have to be to become I a demon cultist? I think I would fall under, because <laughs> I, have, I have the generalized anxiety, so I think I would fall under that, right? Yeah. I don't, man. I don't know. This demon would not do well in this day and age. No, 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 no. It would just have a lot of. Well, I mean, it wouldn't have a high body count. So, it would have a lot of cold. So let's get, let's get <laughs> focused, though. So, so we, we set up that up. But also, it's the fact of the Sandra Bullock character. So, Sandra Bullock is pregnant. Um, she does not want to be a mom. So, like, before that shit happens, they're talking about, like, you you gotta deal with this. Like, she's going through, like... Uh, First off, during that scene, she's talking to. She's getting an ultrasound. She's with her sister, yeah, Sarah Paulson. And the doctor, and it doesn't, the doctor then like, they're like riffing about it, but it feels like they're just joking, because like, that feels like the relationship between the characters is like, oh, what am I going to do? I thought if I would just ignore the baby, it would go away. Like, it seemed like they were just joking. Sure, but then that becomes but then the, the character. Do, but then the doctor's like, you're being mm. serious. If you want an abortion or a fucking adoption, ad- adoption like, you should do that. And I was like, okay. I tell him that it's like the person, like, when you tweet, <laughs> I'm going to kill myself, lol. And, and everyone's like, like oh, you're serious? You need a phone, you use the phone yeah. number. Yeah. It feels like that. <laughs> you should joke if, about that. Yeah, yeah it's very... <laughs> I don't know. It really set a weird. But to the point is, the character, the character of Sandra Bullock is, I don't want to be a mom. That's Mm -hmm. the whole character. Guess what? You're gonna be a mom in the post-apocalypse now. Yeah. Um. It's so much so they commit to the bit so much so that she even after like five years in, she calls them boy and And girl. girl. They do not have a name. Boy and girl. Yep. And she just yells at them all the time until they learn the moral and they work together to survive. She's like, why are you so stupid in the apocalypse? What are you, five? Yes. God! <laughs> what the hell? It's really weird. It's just, and it's poorly acted. Like, I feel like Sandra Bullock produced this and she's a way better actress than this. Like, I just. This is the same writer as Arrival. Of the film, as well as a lot of other bad films. It's got Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross as the Also, the writer of this film is writing um, the Your Name American remake, which is gonna be very interesting. It just feels like everyone's claiming a check. It really just feels like that. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But also not. Like, because if say, I. Anyways, we're just spoil the ending to this. So you may be asking yourself, to <laughs> listener, if you haven't seen the Bird Box, I'm the asking. hottest movie of the year. Which which apparent, I'm, a, I'm on the edge of my seat over here. It, which apparently everyone has seen this we, film. George, I it, haven't seen George, it. if if the way you die is if you see, what if you're blind? Well, what is that? Well, I'm glad you asked. Uh, so the the reason <laughs> within five years they get a distress call from like, hey, we're safe here, come over there, but you have to go down the river. It takes. 
one of you's gonna have to take the blindfold off to look because of the waterfall. Uh, and that's the big thing. And like, they have to cr- get through this together as a family. Quick pause. This this writer has wrote written the Nightmare on Elm Street remake. That was okay. Final Destination Five, uh. the Thing remake, uh-uh. Lights Out, which makes Ooh. sense for the weird way you treat mentally ill people. And, and yeah. And Arrival. Wow. So. A lot, of, a lot of a big big difference in there. Anyways, George, go on. Sorry. So yes, so they they do the thing where they go down, and so we're finding out why is this place safe? Why is this the one place? So they go over there. They have this whole bonding moment. She finally realizes that oh, they're my children. Well, actually, one of them isn't her biological child, but that's a whole other thing. Like it's yeah. the pregnant lady. She dies, and then it's like, please take care of my child. It's like, okay. <laughs> anyway, like, no, I gotta be a mother of someone yeah, else's exactly. kid. God damn it, I don't want this. So the sanctuary they get there is a sanctuary for the blind. <gasps> School. Uh, she goes there and like, oh, what's going on? And then the guy like points to the thing and it's like, St. Bernard, School of the Blood. It's like, oh my God. And so they're safe there. She gets there. Everyone's playing like hoop stick. And it's like, ah, ha, 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 ha. And then the, her fucking doctor that gave her the ultrasound just there. is there. And she's like, you the kids. And it's like, oh. Kids, you want to go play with other kids? Yeah, we're filthy and covered in dirt. But yeah, let's play with other children And then they're right like, now. what's your names? And they're about to say boy and girl. She's like, no, her name is blah, blah, blah. Named after the band. And then it's like, ah. Yeah, she just named Fuck. them after. Uh, the the girl's mom oh. who's dead and the boy after her husband who's dead. So not really like names no. like she just thought of. The just quick things she thought of. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, uh, your mom's name was Blibberde, so you're... De- and, you're Blibberde. And uh, I really like this guy named Blibberde, so you're Blibberde. Yeah, the really hot guy. Yeah. Uh, he was very attractive. Oh. Um, yeah. Anyways, well. we, don't, I don't have, we don't have any... Dude, criticism to say about the bird box this is our own rant do they have to blind themselves to stay there or no no oh. no because the presence doesn't that's a good question they don't go inside houses you have to be outside yes that's true that's they're true. Not, for some reason not able to go the demons can't go inside no they what? can't they're like vampires they never get into that because oh. like so like when they're in the safe house they have every if you see them through a door or through a video camera you that does that still don't. that will still make you die. Oh, but they don't. So it's not like basilisk rules where you're just no, no, no. paralyzed. They won't. They won't go in your home. The cultists will, and they will make you like stare oh, out the window. Okay. But the demons themselves, if you're in a home with like the blinds like shut, like you're cool. Huh. And that's how they mostly live their life in this rich guy's big house. Also, the Weird. I forget the guy's name, but the from Jurassic Park. He's in this movie. He's my favorite part. The who played the scientist guy in Jurassic Park. He's in this movie. I like. He died really quickly. Oh, uh, uh, the gay guy. The, the gay character. Okay, yeah. yeah. The gay uh. character, which like, his scene was weird because he was like, he did the experiment of like if we if we see them in from video, a digital thing, then it won't work. We'll be fine. Turns out no. But like they tie him to a chair and he's watching the security cameras outside and then they leave the room. Mm-hmm. Which is weird because he's on, he's out of tape. Like someone could be on the other end and be watching. Like if he starts acting weird, then they just, you know, flip the monitor or turn off the thing and like try to contain the situation. But no, they all go downstairs and they're like, well, he's probably fine. They just hear, and he's just banging his head against it. It's like, okay, so that didn't work. Clearly. So yeah, weird scene. Uh, weirder movie. I would say the happening is not as 
aggravating as no, this movie. No, this movie is boring. Yeah. That's that. And really, we're just being mad because we're so salty about how much people are watching this fucking movie. Yes. Like, it's a it, very The Babysitter it's energy. Everywhere. Most The Babysitter movie of the year. Oh. <laughs> um, Anyways, I don't know what else does this say. People really liked the car sensor scene, from what I've the seen what? on the internet. Oh, they're because, in a car. Yeah. They black out the window because it's a new car, so like it has cameras oh. and like sensors. Oh, and, so and like this, where like they're dri- and they got to drive to the grocery store. So they're driving to the grocery store with the, all the black, and they're just driving with like the GPS and the car sensor. Like, oh, if there's a body, then the sensor will tell us, which like is very weird. Like that, that would even work because, like, there's because, like, the apocalypse just happened. I would assume everyone stopped their cars and ran. Yeah, it was like a because, open... like, if you see in any like zombie movie, there's just cars, cars everywhere. Right. It's just open... it's weird how everyone parked their cars <laughs> in their home and it's apocalypse. I mean, they're not on the wild way to animals, the grocery right? store. Yeah, 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 yeah. Especially, it's so weird. Anyways, and yeah. then like they, they stop and they, all the sensors. <laughs> <around. laughs> I gotta get out of the car. safe car where they can't affect us. <laughs> That's really funny. And the happy end, I just want to, my biggest thing also, the, the happy ending is just so cheap. Mostly because the Sandra Bullock character is more interesting. Like, it's just like, you should be happy to be a mom. Being yeah. a mom is good. And for me, that for some reason, that's the thing that I, was, I got hung up on. I was like, fucking lame-ass movie. Go that's fuck a, that's yourself. That's a very, like, 90s. Yeah. Like, being a mom is the best job in the exactly. world. And, every, and literally everyone wants to and is great at it. Yeah. So you need to be a mom Yeah, right exactly. Now. So I'm like, like anyways, well, I don't want to say anything yeah. else about the bird box. Let's talk about a fucking good-ass movie. Hell oh, yeah. yeah. Aquaman. Yeah. <laughs> best movie in 2007. Oh, down in Africa. <laughs> oh, man. Aquaman. So we all saw Aquaman for some we reason. We all saw it for free on yeah, the same night. Much. Um, I got a gift card from work. I Can't. got a gift card from my brother-in-law two years ago. It was my birthday. Happy birthday! <laughs> um, and so and yeah. what a birthday! You got the <laughs> Happy Aquaman. birthday to you! So the DC universe doesn't produce the most highest quality of films. That's something you could say. Wonder Woman was all right. It was good. It was good time. Until now. <laughs> <laughs> so Aquaman. Um, it is such a bizarre trip of a movie in terms of like visuals, um, just the story structure and like the fact that it feels like an old out of time movie, but it feels like they're kind of in on the joke and kind of not in on the joke. It's just a fucking bizarre entertaining movie. Yeah. It, it's, it's got just... William Dafoe as a fish man. Oh. Uh, and he's got special effects on him to make him look young and athletic mm-hmm. and tough. He, he's the sort of like I'm the wise like fighter guy. Yeah, but William you're also Dafoe. Will <laughs> um, so like, the main plot of this movie is just like takes place after Justice League. After Justice League, a movie we can all pretend didn't remember. Exist. Uh, what's his fucking name? Stephen Wolf. Stephen Wolf. Love it. Yeah. Uh, Atlantis is having some problems like, oh, underwater, uh, oh, pollution, uh, we need a new ruler, uh, and Aquaman's like, ah, I don't want to be the ruler, it's like, but you're the rightful king of Atlantis, get the trident, all right. Your mother is Nicole Kidman. What? Nicole Kidman is in Aquaman, and she is the queen, uh... 
of Atlantis. Patrick Wilson is the oh main villain. Patrick of Wilson is the the brother of Jason Momoa oh, and the son this, of this, Nicole Kidman. This family tree is powerful. Oh, but <laughs> if I could just go to that family reunion, <laughs> Nicole. Just imagine the Thanksgiving. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um. And so, so yes, yeah, so Aquaman has... Get the has, trident, kill your get brother, the and, kill and brother. be the king of Atlantis. It's, it's really the most basic plot for an Aquaman movie. Yeah, except the somehow it, it's the most complex the thing in the world. The way it gets there is just... You <laughs> need to speak to King Orf of the Crab Kingdom <laughs> and defeat the crabs. And there's also the Legion of like Superfishmen. It's got like a video game plot. Yes. Like you have to go here to get this X thing. <laughs> yes. And once we're here, we gotta go get the Then item. we get we the have... key to this thing, which gives us this map to this we, thing. We have this tube, and you gotta go to the desert. This is Uncharted <laughs> 5. This is just and, Uncharted 5. And then it 5. turns into National Treasure for two minutes, because he has a map, and then he has to solve a riddle, and then he has to go to a tomb. <laughs> and it becomes uh, and then he sees a uh, Indiana Jones for a bit. And, and Force would, projection. And again, this would be a very boring DC movie if it wasn't like the... the, the, it's the this is the weirdest movie ever made. It's so, <laughs> it's, this is the weirdest thing. There's crab people. Willem Dafoe. I've so, said it all already. It's so colorful and like out there. It's like fucking some weird fucking. I don't even know. Uh, it feels like an art piece with like weird <laughs> yes. like colors and like composition and just the way the camera moves and it's a different like time <laughs> they already. Were like, they were like, all right, Aquaman's pretty ridiculous. Let's make this movie ridiculous as hell. <laughs> And Jason Momoa is just being charming ass, smarmy ass, like I'm the hero, Jason Momoa. Yeah. So he's like, he's very much the burnout. He's very much the burnout fucking guy who's like really attractive, but he doesn't have much prospects. But he's really charming and very attractive. Uh, we should hang out with him. Yeah, uh, he's pretty yeah, cool. I mentioned he's very attractive. <laughs> uh, he's all like, hey, you know, guys. I was like, I guess ah. let's all let's all just get a beer together. <laughs> Permission right, to man, come aboard. Boy. You got it, Jason Momoa. You got. <laughs> You gotta save Atlantis, but I don't wanna. You know what I'm saying? He's like, no, what are those? Stop. <laughs> okay, um, if he made a Vine reference, you would have loved it. He Let's... was the fucking reference machine. He was like, <laughs> fucking Mr. Miyagi over here. And, oh my god, I Cobra love that he would make references. And, <laughs> and all, all the Atlanteans are like, excuse me? <laughs> it worked for Pinocchio. And Patrick, like, Wils <laughs> Patrick Wilson is acting as fucking mind out in this movie. <laughs> he he doesn't have sideburns. Yes, he's got his full face out and he's using all of it. <laughs> man, he is like channeling like some Eddie Redmayne and fucking oh, Jupiter man. ascending and shit. Oh my god. Man, normally I would just murder you for saying that, but it works so well in this <laughs> film. Ridiculous. And then the movie like pivots like, oh, we're the mummy now. We're literally just uncharted. We're yeah. in fucking Africa. This is Aquaman, and we're in fucking Africa, going to go fucking put the little thingy in the thing to get the triad. It is nice how, like, it's not all that. Like, it I is mean, cool seeing, like, true. a character, like, in a... But we it's like, weird. What's the opposite you would see Aquaman in? We're in oh, Sicily. the desert. We're in Sicily. <laughs> No, we're in the, we're in the uh, where where else are you gonna go to have a scene where Amber Heard wine bends, George? <laughs> that was amazing. And eat a flower. <laughs> but but again, in the thing that makes it interest the because otherwise this is just like sort of the problem that I have with Jurassic World, which is just like these very typical and boring archetypes for like um a a, a female lead and a male lead in a trip like the big blockbuster movie. Uh -huh. 
Because if it wasn't for how weird it looks, how strange the 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 actors chosen for their given roles, yeah, um, it just feels like a thing that shouldn't have been made, but it's working and it's entertaining and it's like what. Ah, man. Uh, Did I mention the... Entertain is putting it very lightly. Well... (laughs) Entertain in a very ironic way. Um, Excuse me? It's like... Actually, you're right. There are legit parts that I just like. It it goes from, like, them talking about nothing for a while... They look like Power Rangers. To, like, like, the craziest, like, things you could possibly imagine. Like, like, I remember when I was seeing this with Carrie in a very empty IMAX theater. Every time we go to a movie that's empty in the theater, just too late, we just, we're like, this is a masterpiece. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> like, like what really, like, the Nicole, the first, like, Nicole Kidman's fight scene, which is, like, this one oh shot, like, crazy. It's like, Lord. oh, Lord, that's great. Like, that's great. But what really like, killed me is, like, when he's driving home with his dad, and he's, like, looking over, and he's like, I love my dad, I love my life, I'm Jason Bo. And then, like, the tsunami just hits and it's just this crazy he's like dude and like it's like, all remember underwater remember Ponyo what? and then like she comes like underwater and just like moves Gosh. the water around pops, and it's like pop what's going on and it's like this movie's amazing this is the greatest <laughs> movie ever made <laughs> yeah this movie's amazing Aquaman is I don't know man it's an really... octopus plays the drums yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what you're right um yeah. Like, what can we say, guys? They really? could have gone the complete super DC plate straight faced, and this is not silly at all. What the fuck are you talking about? This is this is fucking Aquaman. This is real. He goes uh, to the center of the earth, and there's dinosaurs. Yeah. <laughs> and there's a kaiju voiced by Julie fucking Andrews, who is not in Mary Poppins. Yeah. But she, is an Aquaman. She was like Mary Poppins. Uh, uh, that's yesterday. I have a real movie to record <laughs> right now. Okay. It's called Aquaman. I play Kaiju number one. I still can't believe, like, Nicole, the next big Nicole Kidman movie could be the furthest thing away from what she's doing in Aquaman. And that's that one Annapurna Pictures movie. I don't know if oh, you saw it. Oh, the Destroyer yeah, one? Yeah, the Destroyer mm-hmm. one. It was just like, man, it's just weird to see, like, we're talking about Destroyer and then she's an Aquaman. Like, <laughs> oh, what's the real? I don't know what else to say. I love that. Also, I thought that last fight scene was pretty cool. It was awesome. Yeah, every fight scene was pretty cool. <laughs> but it was also like, the again, uh, there are genuinely, Aquaman's a bad movie in plain text. But, yeah. Because but like, like, if you zoom in, you, get the, you the see war. the word masterpiece. They are making out and she's feeling her ass while just explodes like, oh my God, I'm a sea turtle. I'm burning. It's pretty yeah, awesome, You're right? right, George. That was a great scene. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, remember the part where the actual Aquaman costume and uh, (laughs) remember the part where like she's like you smell really weird while they're underwater and he smells himself underwater he's like ugh like how fucking bad do you smell if you're in water and you can smell yourself like ugh what does Jason Momoa do that's what what you're caught up on that's the thing that's a weird scene I was like yeah Jason Momoa is so charming he is very charming yes Watching a movie. Oh, uh, this movie's. It feels great. like a thing at a time. It feels like something from the early nineties. Like people are gonna be like twenty eighteen. The best cast of the of twenty eighteen has to be Infinity War. There, Chris Evans. I mean, but like this, this is the best casting of the year. I like yeah. Aquaman a lot. 
it's also long as all shit. Oh, it's some would say it's too long. <laughs> they but were those like, people are idiots. They were like, this is our only first chance to make an Aquaman movie. We gotta do everything. Like, that is like really cool. Like they really like no like action beat like feels like the same as another one. Like they all feel unique and like mm. a new idea. So it really does feel like we're doing everything just in case this is the only time we're ever able <laughs> yeah. to do it. And you know what? I give you props for that. That's 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 James Wan like awesome. committed to the bit. Oh yeah, and he's like I'm he's, not going. I'm going down in a blaze of glory the, the if fight, I'm going the down. The fight scenes and the action scenes like had character. Like they, they were interesting. Yeah, and they weren't just boring. That Nicole boring. Kidman scene was cool. Yeah, yeah, like it was. It was a lot of CGI creatures fighting each other, but I actually cared about. But it, it looked. Yeah. But it was so it was colorful. Interesting. Yeah, and, yeah. It was dynamic and fun, and it. Yeah, and like I could be see, like, I could see what was happening yes. in the film. Yeah, because it was colorful. <laughs> it wasn't just gray smoke and ash. Ugh. It's it's a it's a thing, man. Anyways, I think this movie was the, the greatest movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I I'm so never... glad I saw I'm so glad I saw Aquaman. Yeah, oh, okay. yeah. me too. I, I like never... how we all went to the day like, oh, we're gonna see Aquaman. Fuck, yeah, exactly. I'm sitting there like, I'm not I'm using my own fucking money for this <laughs> garbage. And then it was like, whoa. <laughs> It's jumped out of a plane. <laughs> Man. Redheads, am I right? Uh, <laughs> I was confused by that. Does their their fish powers allow them to jump out of planes? I don't understand. Who fucking cares, <laughs> You know what? You're right. I'm so glad I'm I didn't listen to that Pitbull song before watching that movie, too. Because when so it hit, strange. I was like, Man. I, just, I heard Pitbull rapping, and I was like, wow, why is Pitbull? And then it turned into Africa, and I was like, oh my god. <laughs> Oh, there, there's man. two other suits I want to talk about. <laughs> First off, when the it's really cool how like the normal Atlanteans they can't breathe air, mm-hmm. so like they yeah. have like these water helmets, yeah, which like is cool. Helmet. And then they had like a weird, stupid, but like also like awesome bit where like she takes out the fucking receiver thing, like the guy like is like drowning in like air, is like oh, and then he reaches for the toilet and then <laughs> puts there. his head in the toilet, He's like oh, forever. thank God. <laughs> I'm here forever. And also, uh, Black Man of the second villain, which who we haven't mentioned just because he's kind of... He's kind of there. He's kind of the cheesiest villain because his, yeah. his dad's like, you pirates like McGrady. There's a very sword. boring movie that's not led by Patrick Wilson as the bad guy oh, where yeah. he's the bad yeah. guy. Yeah. And I think that's... That's going to be the second the one. The next one, yeah. Probably. <laughs> where James Wan is like, hey, listen, guys, I did it. So I'm going <laughs> to so go back someone else could do it. Goodbye. Gotta, gotta go make, make another country. But like, yeah, I really <laughs> like his... The ending of like his final fight with Aquaman, where like he just yeets him off a cliff, and he just like boop boop, and it's a thousand rocks it and just lands in the middle of the ocean. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. it's great. They sort of yeah. I feel like I feel like this is also a movie that a little kid would fucking dig as. Oh like, my god! Out. If I watched this movie at twelve, I. Oh my god! It's really good. This would have changed my entire perception of reality. And also, like the stuff with the fish stuff is cool as hell. It is cool. It's really cool. Yeah. Guys, if you would have told me this time, like last year, that like Carrie Aquaman's coming out this year, and you're gonna love it, I'd be like, okay, sure. I guess I should just kill myself now because <laughs> yeah. I won't live myself in that reality. <sighs> oh man, Aquaman. just everyone involved with Aquaman, just just thank you. Thank, it's so good. I want to personally thank you, and I'm so glad. Also, like this wouldn't have happened if like the DC stuff was doing so well. They're at the point now where like just. 
Just do whatever, man. We don't know what the fuck. We don't know. We don't know. We don't know. Just do you. Yeah. <laughs> I like how Justice League was like such like, uh, okay, let's just do whatever now. So uh, James Wan, actually, you can go all out with that. We don't care. <laughs> yeah, because um, all the micromanaging went into Justice League. All of it. Mm-hmm. They're and like, they're another disaster. And they didn't have like, there's just yeah. fucking, I don't know, guys. Just do whatever. And then Aquaman turns out to be the greatest movie of all time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It's kind of like with like Spider Verse, just because like everyone was like so preoccupied. I feel like everyone was so preoccupied with other stuff at Sony. They're like, we need to make Venom like the, the movie for the fans, and Spider Verse can be like whatever. And it's like, oh, actually, this movie is perfect because uh, you let people have fun and like do a thing that was fun. So it's like, oh, oh Aquaman's great. God. Anyways, tell me about New Year, New Year. So yeah, George. so this is uh, one of the uh, Hulu Into the Dark uh, films, uh, which are this, I guess it's sort of an anthology, but it's not just a series for like that they're doing for every month. Um, so this is the one for New Year's. Uh, it's got Suki Waterhouse. I haven't looked up this director if they are of note. Um, Ryan, could you look that up for me right now? I will. I will do that for you right now. So what it's about is, um, so Suki Waterhouse plays this character who. Out of her group of like high school friends, one of them became an Instagram influencer. Mm-hmm. She became yeah, she's super like a YouTuber, huge. YouTuber health yes. guru. Yes, and she's like, oh, like here's like health lifestyle tips, lifestyle. Blogger. Yes, uh, and so the her parents, I think it's I think it's her parents, like own this house and they're going to get rid of it. It was like mm-hmm. the one they used to hang out a lot when they yes. were kids, uh, and so they like invited her to like. Come one to the last come, one last hurrah, um, and uh, so like they, they talk to like the character. Like we first think like Suki Waterhouse's character is like just like sort of is like jealous uh, mm-hmm. of of her friend, uh, but then it turns out that actually she's always been a fake terrible person. Yeah, uh, and now somehow she's been able to, like she manipulated us to do terrible things and be assholes to a bunch of people during our childhood. She's now doing that on a major scale and making profiting off of it and so we are going um specifically um when they were in high school they bullied a girl to suicide uh and so they were confronting her and they wanted to live stream like a confession Mm -hmm. um and then shit goes wild um so yeah just for that present i think the movie is good i think when we were doing uh our like looking back on the year and we saw like what horror movies came out like Obviously, there was, like, Hereditary, which sort of, like, dominated the conversation. And I think that's also because, like, there wasn't a lot of great horror movies this year. Um, and because of that, I think New Year, New You doesn't do anything uh, fantastic. But it's a solid movie. And the build to the twist is done pretty well. Um, it gets really surreal for the first thing. Like, mm-hmm. like it's, like, really... Because, like, yes, like, this happened, but you guys are taking it very... Obviously, I guess Suki Waterhouse's character, like, this, she's actually, like... You fucked my shit up. But then the ending is like, oh, wait, maybe she had... I don't know. If, did you see this, Carrie? Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. So you already saw it. So yeah, so the, the ending is like, actually, maybe she was like playing this the whole damn time. Yeah. Or at least now that she's like... She turned her into like a person who is like... She's clearly jealous of her because like, you are a terrible person. And you don't deserve it. I'm taking the shot. Uh, I guess I'm kind of spying the movie. But yeah, I thought it was good. Good mm-hmm. to find. Um... It's good at juggling. It doesn't let you get too comfortable with like, oh, this is who I'm supposed to be rooting yes. for. So it, it it subverts what you're expecting the movie to do. The movie would be a lot well less a lot interesting if it played it. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, yeah, it's it's pretty good. I think um, it's weird. It, it's like from the title card and from the intro, you think this movie's gonna be a lot more stylized and maybe a lot more slow, mm-hmm. but then it just takes like a very um, I would say a very modern horror pace without being too obnoxious. Um, like it, it's, uh, like it's not too far. It's not, there's not directorial, like a vision here. I think it's, it's very like, um, it's like the triple a like blockbuster Ouija Blumhouse style. Mm-hmm. Um, but just done a little bit better yeah. enough that makes it like, it's good. <clears throat> it's okay. Um, it's not like a regular Ouija or a truth or dare, some would say, <laughs> which is a fine movie in my opinion. But yeah, I think if you want to watch an all right horror movie, New Year, New Year's, it's all right. So to answer your question, uh, this director hasn't really done a whole lot. She had, uh, one other movie in 2016 called Always Shine. Oh, then I would say for like a first big outing, it's very well Although done. Although she was an actress. VHS one. She was in Second Honeymoon, which I believe was, so she was an your actress. favorite one of VHS one, right? Oh, I think so. This is the honeymoon the, one. That's the, the like the where, found footage. Not where the, well, all found the girl and the guy are on yeah. vacation. Yeah, and then I can't remember a lot about the, VHS one. The the, 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 the it keeps VHS like two too getting, many times. Yeah. They they like go on they're sightseeing and then at night this other camera comes in and films them and like yes. steals his money and then he's like you stole my money she's like no I didn't and then it and it ends up that it's her girlfriend who comes back mm-hmm. and. Murders so, the so she plays Stephanie. Oh, so yes. one of those two women. So I would say then, yeah, I, I would say as like a directorial, I think it's very well done. Then I'd say, um, yeah, I need to watch more of Hulu's Into the Dark series just because it's it's very cool to have like this series for just like up and coming horror or just like. Yeah directors do like a short kind of cheap fun thing. Yeah, and I think same on with- like a kind of like cuz Puka I've only seen Puka so far and that really Puka. much feels like a a TV show budget, but like that's something you can do like a like horror can do a horror lot. Horror is made with, cheaply. Yes. Yeah. And so, like the cheapness yeah. kind of like brings out more creativity. Um because like you have to like okay how do we make this look scary given the fact that we have I wonder what Us's budget is actually Us probably has a pretty decent probably budget. decent budget but not too much it's still yeah. Blumhouse so um, yeah it's it's it, it's pretty good it's I would say better than the average like theater block uh, Blumhouse film um, yeah. yeah wow January. we did it we did it does not have a whole lot which nope. is good because we watched a lot of stuff this year and yep. we will be catching up in January. But let's start off strong with Escape Room uh, from the director of The Taking of Deborah Logan and Insidious The Last Key comes Escape Room. Creepy old lady movies. Uh, Yeah, this seems like a movie that would have been popular uh, never because it's a stupid idea and I don't know why. It's also like the second movie in in this decade. It's called Escape Room. Have either of you been to an escape room? No. Would you guys want to go to no. an escape room? Oh. That sounds not that sounds great. Fair. Yeah, it, it that is it, not uh, my thing. I, I want to competitively solve a puzzle with my friend. That's gonna. De- we're gonna just argue and hit each other. 
Right, right. We right, gotta just... find the secret message in the. Shut up! I'd rather play. Can we play Mario Party instead? That's yeah, a lot better. Yeah, let's just better. stay home. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So it's just an escape room, but apparently this Spooky. in this one you could actually die. If you die in the escape room, you die for real. So you're telling me this is a horror movie that came out the first week of January? Yeah, it's out. Um, that's let's like great go. quality. <laughs> let's go. That's when I would release a good uh, movie. The only actress in this that I know is um. One of the girls is Karen Page in Daredevil, a show that has now been canceled, and I am womp upset womp. because the last season was really good. Womp womp. Very sad. She did very good in that show. What is the upside? This oh, is no. the film where Kevin Hart plays like an assistant nurse to a wheelchair-bound Brian Cranston, who's wife Completely is Nicole paralyzed. Kidman. Mm-hmm. Oh, Jesus. And, uh... You know what? Whatever. Get paid. <laughs> it's a lighthearted comedy where they get to know each other. Yeah. It's it's like it's like that other wheelchair movie that came out. The, the one with uh, Sam Claflin and Amelia Clark. Me Before You. It's like that, but it's a, a bro movie instead this of a rom-com. This sounds very familiar, but I can't picture it in my mind. Uh, then you're thinking of any movie Kevin Hart has ever done in his entire <laughs> career, because it's no, the same but, kind of film. But yeah, it just... it, it... Kevin Hart! What, what? <laughs> Come on, guys! <laughs> what happened to him? I yeah, what happened? <laughs> his biggest crime really is not being very funny. Yeah. I feel... <laughs> Cause like he's I'm such a like to defend him and I can't he's think such of a, anything. He d- has such a lowest common denominator comedy where like it everyone's like, I feel that way too. I hate airline food, like that kind of stuff. <laughs> and like, I hate it because he has such yeah. an ego about it. like yeah. I'm the funniest person on the planet. I mean, uh, to be fair, all comedians do, but it doesn't help how big he is. I don't know. Yeah, some should, making, say he should still making, host, some should say he should still host the Oscars. Uh, I say Why are they making another make Norma the North? What, why would you... What? <laughs> because they have to start making good movies, George. Yeah. We gotta start off 2019, right? Norma the North, keys <laughs> to the kingdom. Rob Schneider is unfortunately not back what? in this one. No, I looked it up. Get it off the list. <laughs> Who is it then? Some Todd Driver? <laughs> Just some guy, probably. I don't know. It's an actual polar bear. <laughs> they put him <laughs> in the multiple food. <laughs> 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 Just going to subtitle the whole film, and it's going to win Best Foreign Film at the Oscar. God, I hate it. We're going to see this. You I don't think are... this is going to be in a theater. Yeah, probably not. No, it won't. <laughs> We'll watch it. Glass. Oh, boy. S- skip. Let's not talk about <laughs> so, it. Yeah, Whatever. this is M. Night Sh- Man, I'm so disappointed this is what M. Night Shyamalan did with the the Visit Heat. Yeah. The heat he got from The Visit. Man, that was a good movie. That was a very good movie. It was fun, is- and then Split came out, and it was awful in ways that I personally hate. And then this is just, like, more of that. It's got Sarah Paulson in it? It does, and I'm pissed because she's great. It feels like it's just turning into a crazy weird X-Men movie. Yeah. And it's like, I don't know. It might be interesting, but I don't think I care. Especially because I'm not in the demographic because like I didn't watch Unbreakable. Yeah. Neither have I. I'm I not Greg. Because I remember <laughs> I was I watched did you did Greg watch it with us? Or I don't know what's with the group. Split? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because he's like... Because it was you, it was him and I. We were like, are you fucking (laughs) kidding me? (laughs) 
Yeah, Greg gets mad at me for not liking Split, but I'm just like, it's dumb bad. bad, and I hated it. Because I, I just feel like Glass is more of a sequel to Unbreakable. Unbreakable. Yes. With yeah. just, like, the Split character of uh, James McAvoy. And for some reason, Anna Taylor-Joy, yeah. even though I don't get why... Why would she be back? Yeah. Yeah, that was maybe, weird. Maybe she, maybe I mean, Anna she Taylor has Joy is depression great, superpowers or something. God, where are my powers? <laughs> yeah, what the hell? <laughs> I should be able to fly at this point. <laughs> Jeez. Nancy Taylor Joy is great. She is very great. We'll talk about her more on the next podcast, which will be Ooh. maybe the best of 2018. Maybe. We'll see. Serenity. Is this the movie of the Firefly sequel? What's this? This it. I don't, <laughs> this I don't know. This is the, that Matthew McConaughey and Hathaway on a boat movie that we got a trailer oh. for like once. <laughs> it looks dramatic and sexy and weird. I think it's just because Anne Hathaway is on the come up recently that yeah. I was like, yeah. God. The mysterious past of a fishing boat captain comes back to haunt him when his ex-wife tracks him down with a desperate plea for help, ensnaring his life in a new reality that may not at may, may not be all that it seems. Holmes is the actor who is the uh, other guy. Uh, it's the it's Jason Clark. Jason Clark. Jason Clark just finds himself in the weirdest <laughs> roles. Um, Pet Cemetery. Uh, it's gonna be big for him. Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. It's a weird Apes. one. But he's in a lot of other weird he was in that, good actor. He was in that Winchester movie. Oh. Which, oh my god, that movie was fucking wild. I don't think I ever got to talk about that on the podcast. No, it's on the list. They, they, they shot a ghost, <laughs> and it worked. <laughs> oh man, someone calls Zach Baggins right now. I'm he's gonna be pissed. Because. Quick tangent. I'll go through it quickly because Jason Clark's character is at the Winchester house to evaluate Lady Winchester, and he, his wife, killed herself, and he kept the bullet that she shot herself with, and he keeps it with her, with him. And then at the end, when they're trying to kill the, they're trying to get rid of the ghosts, he has the Winchester rifle bullet, and they're like, "Oh, it's been imbued with spirit power, so now you can shoot a ghost with it, and the ghost oh, will leave." Boy. It's like this movie is weird as fuck. Who is the lead in that? Oh, was Helen Mirren, Mirren, right? Mirren, yeah. That's what I thought. Yeah. It's a shame. I'm just thinking so of uh, Anne Hathaway now. And then that movie, that movie pulled a. Uh, he, Jason Clark, was talking to some guy in the hallway, and then he made a, the guy made a ghost face at him, and he walked into the room where Helen Mirren was, and he was like, "I was just talking to one of the employees, and he was like getting really weird about it, and he was saying some stuff, and, I, and then she was like, was it this man?' And held up a newspaper, and he was like, "Yeah, that's the guy." She's like, "He's been dead for twenty years." <laughs> I was like, "This is okay." Oh man, that I was just, an early le- this year, yeah, or last year, yeah, now, yeah, yeah. Joint. I just realized just now that I never got a chance to talk about that on the podcast. So the last movie for January is The Kid Who Would Be Kane, uh, directed by oh, yeah. uh, Joe... It's Joe Cornish, who also directed Attack the Block, a very fun oh. movie. Um, and this looks... I don't know. I'm kind of split on it. It's hard to tell. It it's good. hard to tell. I think it looks It's different. coming out in January. It's yeah. like... They're but pulling again, the... But then again, it's a very like British movie. Rebecca and I feel yes. like Ferguson a, plays Morgana. Oh my god! A lot of British stuff comes out comes to us in January, which I was like, "Oh, will it will be good?" But then it turns out it is. I don't know. So who knows? Yeah, I don't know. I, I I'll probably see it. Like I'm not watching it in theaters. I'll, you can tell me if it's good. Okay. Because I don't know. I really like Attack the Block. Uh, John Boyega. Uh, yeah, that's his thing. That, that was yeah. a big role for him. 
Um, that's what got him into Star Wars. That's what got him into Star Wars, yeah. Star Wars. But yeah, it's basically about a kid. Um, he finds out he's King Artie, King Arthur man, King Excalibur boy. We get another King mo- Arthur movie. Oh, man. But this one, I mean, it won't really match King Arthur, Legend of the Sword. <laughs> Best movie Nothing of the year. Nothing ever will, Ryan. Aquaman is getting really gonna, close. You know what? Aquaman is this year's King Arthur, Legend of the Sword. I'm glad we- <laughs> Finally, I refuse to believe this. Zach also loved Aquaman. Hey! So it is the same movie. It's a lot better, but it hits yeah. the same. It hits the same parts of my heart. And yes, exactly. <laughs> it fires the same centers. And that's everything. That's it. Yeah. That's all the movies of 2018. Yeah. Thank God. What a year. Man. What a shame. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, not really. There was a it few. Was a, were, I think we started that. We started 2018 very pessimistic. And yeah. I feel a lot better. And thanks, then we saw thanks to Aquaman. And then we're like, nothing will ever beat I, that. I, thanks to Aquaman. I'm riding this Aquaman wave, and I feel positive about the future. Riding that wave. Exactly. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, man, part of me wants to see Serenity just so I can look at Anne Hathaway. Mm-hmm. She looks really Same. good with that blonde That's where hair. I'm at. Um, yeah, I don't know. Anyways, uh, so yeah, next episode, maybe the best of it may be the january who knows schedules are a thing um but january from what we just ran down looks like some slim pickings um there may be some like stuff that will probably get like oscar noms that are just coming out and we don't know about because we're not plugged in um we're not on the festival circuit we're not on the festival circuit no yet yet (laughs) we're on our way (laughs) Uh, turns out we already saw it festival season's here folks um, so yeah, I guess until that time, uh, Ryan, where can people find you on Twitter? Actually, you're locked. I am locked on Twitter. So, well, well you find him well, on Letterboxd. Letterboxd, at, I think it, at Film Piece. That's um, me on Letterboxd. Carrie, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me at cart underscore E Lyles, L-Y-L-E-S, or on Letterboxd, I think you can just search I think Carrie you're just, I think you're just Carrie. K-A-R-I-E. You can't be the only Carrie on here. Oh, excuse, let's look right now. Maybe Carrie. it's biased towards you, If though. you can go to members. Because I, I look number two. Because I'm Carrie, I'm number two. Because I remember I was, I remember I was going to, I was going to do a review, I was like, I saw it with, with this idiot at, and then I was like, if I did at Carrie, that wouldn't be right. And it was like, but she's just Carrie. I was like, dang it, I have another review. <laughs> It's me. Because you locked that name in. Yeah. Wow. I was the first Carrie spelled this particular weird, dumb way on Letterboxd. Well, there you go. Uh, you can find me at jcruzalvers26. If you like the show, you can rate and review us on iTunes. That'd be very, very helpful. Um, so, yeah, until next time, I'm glad I feel much more positive about uh, 2019. Well, actually, Aquaman we had... will do that to you. Aquaman is <laughs> very good. Who would have thought that Aquaman would be the movie that would like revitalize our spirits <laughs> and bring us together at oh, the end man. of the year? Oh boy, that's a movie. Man. So until next time, we will see you then. Bye.